New Zealand passes a law that will eventually ban tobacco smoke by 2025. Two Alabama women were jailed for feeding the stray cats. And a hospital had to be evacuated after an old man arrived with a World War I bomb lodged in his rectum. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian and produced inside a closet. Dun, 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 dun. New Zealand passes a strict tobacco law that will ban smoking by 2025. Wow. Um, they really want to stop the tobacco intake over in New Zealand. New Zealand has introduced a steadily rising smoking age law uh, in order to stop those aged 14 and under from ever being able to legally buy cigarettes in the world's first legislation that will outlaw smoking for the next generation. Uh, They're trying to impose healthy restrictions for the next generation. Rather than allow the next generation to make the choice themselves, they're making it for them. Is this a good decision? Let's keep reading. We have a quote from Associate Health Minister Ayesha Varal, who said on Tuesday at the law's passing, thousands of people will live longer, healthier lives, and the health system will be $5 billion better off from not needing to treat the illnesses caused by smoking such as numerous types of cancer, heart attacks, strokes, amputations. This is the worst New Zealand accent ever, would you say? Ever? Yes, ever. Now, it says here that the country of New Zealand is believed to be the first country in the world to implement the annually rising smoking age, ensuring that tobacco cannot be sold to anyone born on or after the 1st of January 2009. It will be accompanied by a slew of other measures to make smoking less affordable and accessible, including dramatically reducing the legal amount of nicotine in tobacco products and forcing them to be sold only through specialty tobacco stores rather than corner stores and supermarkets. The country has also increased funding for health services and campaigns and rolled out quitting services specifically for Maori and Pacific communities that are, I guess, trying to quit tobacco use. The number of stores legally allowed to sell cigarettes will be reduced to a tenth of the existing level. Imagine that, from 6,000 stores to just 600 nationwide. Only 600 stores will sell cigarettes and tobacco products nationwide. That is unbelievable. The laws passed their final reading on Tuesday evening and will come into force in 2023 as New Zealand attempts to reach its goal of making the country Smoke-free by 2025. Another quote from the associate health minister. We want to make sure people never start smoking, so we will make it an offense to sell or supply smoked tobacco products to new cohorts of youth. People aged 14, when the law comes into effect, will never be able to legally purchase tobacco, ever. Smoking rates are plummeting. Our goal of being smoke-free by 2025 is well within our reach. The new laws, however, will not restrict vape sales, and data indicates that at least some New Zealanders have swapped their smoking habit from cigarettes over to vapes. Data released last month showed the number of people smoking daily had fallen to 8%. 
down from 9.4% last year, marking the lowest rates since records began. The rise in daily vape users, however, was larger than the drop in daily smokers. 8.3% of adults are now vaping daily, up from 6.2% in the past year. Yeah, of course, you're going to replace something else. If you have a nicotine habit, you're going to fulfill it however way that you can. Be it smoking it, chewing it, vaping it, rectally inserting it on a full moon. <laughs> Do you guys know if you rectally insert tobacco on a full moon, you trip out, man, and see God? I bet you didn't know that. Everybody knows that. Look, I, you know, I've always stated this on the podcast. I am totally supportive of people doing whatever they would like to their own bodies and minds as long as they are not hurting others. That's in the sexual world. That's in the, the chemical world. Your mind is your own. If you want to be in a caffeinated state of mind, that's your bag. If you want to be in a tobacco nicotine state of mind, you should be able to do that. If you want to be in a marijuana or a magic mushroom state of mind, in the privacy of your own abode, you should be able to do that. And the government shouldn't be able to restrict you from this. So, you know... I, at the base of it, I don't support this whatsoever. You should be able to buy cigarettes, you know. All of the money you spent in limiting this, you could spend on educating people about the dangers of it, you know. And and then let them make their own choices, man. Give them information and allow people to make their own choices. You should do that in every aspect of chemicals and sexuality, et cetera, et cetera. You know, maybe you feel differently. 646-450-2012 is the number. It's the number to call. Have you ever called? Ever? Ever? Yay! Two women were jailed for feeding the stray cats. Two Alabama ladies were given suspended jail sentences after feeding stray cats and trapping them so they could be neutered. Uh, people often will uh, neuter stray cats. It's a kind of a public health intervention to reduce the numbers of stray cats in your local community. These ladies, to me, seem like they were trying to be a solution to a problem, uh, but let's keep reading and find out. We have Beverly Roberts, age 85, Mary Alston, age 61, of Wetumpka, Alabama. They were sentenced to two years of unsupervised parole and a $100 fine each. The women have also been given suspended 10-day jail sentences. This seems a little strict to me. Uh, here's a quote from uh, Beverly Roberts, the the 85-year-old. A warning, an arrest, and a conviction, all because maybe we were about to feed the stray cats and because we were solving a feral cat problem that the city isn't solving. Yeah, sounds like they were trying to get involved and solve a problem there. The women were convicted, unfortunately, of multiple misdemeanors. And this was after a five-and-a-half-hour trial as well. A trial? My goodness. Officials accused these ladies of feeding feral cats near the courthouse, claiming it had resulted in thousands of dollars in property damage. All right. Uh, I guess because the cats peed everywhere. <laughs> uh, the women were arrested after the mayor, Jerry, Mayor Jerry called the police. Uh, then Officer Brendan Foster said when he arrived, he found Beverly holding a can of Fancy Feast cat food. Oh, cut! Fancy feast handed. <laughs> really? Is this what's going on in Wetumpka, Alabama? Don't you have real crime? The mayor's calling the police on an old lady feeding the cat some fancy feast. Wow, I want your problems. Uh, Beverly informed the mayor that 
she was trapping feral cats. The officer said that she had to stop or he would arrest her for trespassing. Oh, because she's on the courthouse property. Maybe she is trespassing on the courthouse property. But, you know, it's an 85-year-old woman, man. Maybe give her a warning. Uh, There's a quote here. Beverly says, uh, y'all have three cop cars because I'm feeding cats? Unbelievable. Yeah, that's what she told the police. Y'all brought in three cop cars because I'm feeding cats? It's unbelievable. I agree, Beverly. It's unbelievable that they would have three police cars because an 85-year-old woman is feeding cats fancy feast on the government lawn. Roberts was arrested first. Uh, They had given her a trespassing order for feeding the cats. Alston was arrested when she spoke against Roberts' arrest. The sentencing of the two women, I'm confused. The sentencing of the two women has caught the attention of national animal rights organizations who say trapping feral cats to have them neutered is a very successful way to stop a stray cat problem in your neighborhood. Yes, of course it is. And if they're doing it for free, let them. Are you okay, mayor? I mean, this is just uh, less from your own budget that you have to spend, you know, if you decide at some point to, you know, curtail your stray cat problem, which can be a problem, of course. Here's a quote from uh, the director of programs for Alley Cat Allies, which is a feral cat advocacy, I can't say this word, I'm hungover, advocacy group that supports trap and neuter initiatives. Okay, Alley Cat Allies is the name of this group. (laughs) There's a group for everything, can you imagine? There's a group for, like, praying mantises that have broken legs. Please, the Praying Mantis Broken Leg Foundation would love your donation. There are many praying mantises out there trying to skip around with broken limbs. We need to, we need to catch them and have their limbs wrapped up in gauze and perhaps put a cast on them. This is the dumbest thing I've ever said ever. Okay, this person in the Alley Cat Alleys group uh, says... Well, these are good Samaritans that should be applauded and not handcuffed. This is ridiculous. I almost choked there, by the way. These people should be applauded, should be put in jail and given fines. It's ridiculous. They're helping the community, not hurting the community. And I agree. I totally agree. What is wrong with local government? So stupid. We are led by the least among us, namely idiots. Idiots. Man. Um, Anyways, that's it. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. A hospital in France was evacuated after an old man arrived with a World War I bomb lodged in his rectum. That's right. It bears repeating. A World War I bomb lodged in his rectum. You know, sadly, this isn't the first story I've done on Weird AF News about an artillery shell lodged in someone's rectum. Apparently, it happens more than you think. Be fair, they don't put warning labels on these World War I or II artillery shells that say... Do not insert into your rectum. And you need to have warnings like this because apparently people are going to try what it feels like to put a World War I artillery shell inside your rectum. Um, 
Maybe we need to put out a PSA for this. Please don't insert bombs that were at one time active inside your rectum. Rectum. Please don't insert bombs that at this point are just collector's items that aren't active bombs. They're just collector's items. Don't insert those in your rectum either. They might get stuck and cause a lot of damage to yourself, whether they explode or not. I mean, we need to tell people these things, apparently. I didn't think we should, but we have to. The incident sparked a, a complete bomb scare. Doctors were left shell-shocked, guys, shell-shocked. Uh, and it led to the hospital in France being evacuated after this 88-year-old man came in for help on Saturday night. World War I bomb stuck in his rectum. Help! Help! How do you even get to the hospital with a bomb in your rectum? You shuffle there? I mean, <laughs> did someone drive you there in a cart? I mean, how did this happen? Did you actually call a friend or relative to tell them your situation and ask them to escort you to the hospital? How does that conversation go? Hey, Bob, do you mind taking me to the hospital? I have an emergency situation and I can't walk. I need to be carried to the hospital. What did you do? Ah, you know, I got one of those World War II bombs up my rectum, you know? <laughs> okay, I'll be right over. That's a good friend right there. A good friend that'll take you to the hospital when you got a a shell stuck in your rectum and then you have to of course promise them make them promise to keep a secret at that point because you can't get out that you've shoved a world war one artillery bomb up your buttocks that's a good friend right there if you can find one i can't get a friend to take me to the airport never mind help me get a, a artillery shell out of my rectum here's a quote from the spokesperson at the hospital who sadly has to answer these questions imagine when you're a spokesperson at a hospital you never thought you'd have to go in front of the press and talk about one of the patients that came in with a bomb in their butt. But yeah, the quote says, Well, an emergency occurred from 9 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. on Saturday evening at the hospital that required the intervention of the bomb disposal personnel. The evacuation of adult and pediatric emergencies as well as the division, diversion of incoming emergencies as well at the hospital. When the bomb disposal experts arrived at the hospital, they examined the man that we had here. They determined that it was very unlikely that the artillery shell, which was lodged in this man's asshole, and also eight inches long and more than two inches wide, we're all wondering how he got it up there, but uh, they, the, the bomb disposal experts determined right away that the bomb would not explode inside this man, and that was great, because then we all realized, well, we, we could come back to the hospital, because it's not going to explode the hospital, and then, of course, we just have to deal with the man at this point. I mean, I don't know how you get a bomb out of a man's it's not exactly in the medical journals, these things, you know. We just we tried to do a YouTube, YouTube search and see if there are any videos out there of people just dislodging World War I or World War II artillery shells out of one's rectum. And then we couldn't find anything there either, you know. So we just... But we have a great team over here. We've done some pretty creative things when we found ourselves in situations like this. So we, I felt very confident that we could get this artillery shell out of this man's rectum, of course. Yes, yes, yes. We're very confident here. It says here that once the hospital had the clear from the bomb experts that this was not going to explode. Um, because it was basically just a collector's item from the First World War. It wasn't an active shell. At that point, the doctor's moved in and began trying to remove this unusual object from the man's rear end, which they believed he'd inserted for sexual pleasure. <laughs> wow. Way to, take a, way to make a hot take on that. <laughs> We're going to assume this was for sexual pleasure, you think? Anything up somebody's butt, probably. Uh, says they were, of course, dumbstruck at the object of choice, with one doctor saying, 
an apple, a mango, or even a can of shaving foam, we're used to finding unusual objects inserted where they shouldn't be, but a but a bomb? Never! <laughs> Taking to social media, many people were in disbelief at the choice of objects. Someone wrote, I've heard of troops bringing the rear up, but this is way too far. Hey! Another person commented, you know, he could have just used suppositories. Whoa. Someone else wrote, guess he wanted to go out with a bang. Now, unfortunately, the doctors were unable to remove the bomb through an initial examination. So the medics were forced to bring the elderly patient into surgery to have it removed. They had to cut his abdomen to remove the unusual antique. Thankfully, according to the hospital, the man is now in good health and is expected to make a full recovery, which is great for him. uh, His rectum will heal and he he can get it ready to shove some other ancient collector's item up there that was used during warfare, like a Spartan spear. (laughs) Oh, is that a wagon wheel from a Spartan war cart? Oh, let me put that on my butt. I mean, how do you do this? Hey, look at this artillery shell that's over 100 years old. Hmm, I'll bet I could shove that up my bum. I mean, <laughs> the, sham- the shampoo bottle just isn't doing it these days. I just can't get over what people do to their bums. I mean. <laughs> if you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Weird AF News. Congratulations, you've made it all the way to the outro Tell them what they've won, Raj. There's nobody named Raj in my closet. I wish there was. A very small man that gives out prizes would be very cool. (laughs) All right, so I want to give a big shout-out and give thanks to Brittany Graves, who just joined the Patreon. Isn't she wonderful and very, very gratuitous around the holidays? I appreciate this, Brittany. She wrote me a lovely message, too, in the Patreon. I'm going to read it. Hey, Jonesy, been listening to your podcast for six months now. Stumbled upon it. When setting my alarm, playing around with the options for my Google routine after my alarm goes off, and I've been hooked ever since, I figured it was time to subscribe and join the fellow weirdos here in the Patreon. Thank you for your time and effort with making Weird AF News, and good luck with your holidays, man! P.S. You should really make some t-shirts of your infamous catchphrase. I'd totally buy some, and there's no doubt in my mind many others would love to buy some as well. Love you, Jonesy! Ah, Brittany, so sweet. Love you, Brittany Graves! You're amazing for writing this. I appreciate you very, very much. Good luck with your holidays, man. That's what I can say now for the next week or so. Good luck with your holidays, bro. Uh, what else? Someone bought me coffees. Let's get to it. Uh, JP from the Midwest working in Poland bought me coffees. That's a long title. Thank you, JP from the Midwest working in Poland. Appreciate that. Uh, JP wrote, longtime listener and supporter back from Poland and now living comfortably close to Florida and all its shenanigans. Shout out to all my fellow weirdos out there. Thanks for all the good work you do for us all each weekday. Stay highly caffeinated, Jonesy, and have a wonderful holiday season. Good luck with your life, man. Oh, good luck with your life, JP from the Midwest working in Poland. And I hope you have a happy holiday and a happy new year as well, my brother. 
Also, I want to give thanks to those who sent me pictures of their pets in Christmas outfits. Um, I asked for that on yesterday's episode, and so far I've gotten a few. Rebecca Hess from Cali sent me a nice pic of her cat, Ma- her kitty Maggie, in a Christmas outfit. That's lovely, lovely. And then Matt Emery sent a photo of his of his uh, dog dressed up as a teddy bear for Halloween, which is lovely. Shout out to Matt Emery. That adorable pup you got there, Matt. And uh, Sarah Witzel sent me two photos. We have It's two of her pups in uh, Christmas sweaters. Adorable. Um, matching Christmas sweaters. <laughs> so nice. If you guys want to send me photos of your pets wearing Christmas gear, my email's funnyjones at gmail. Dot com. That that was nice. It made me smile. Everybody getting their pets all dressed up. Yay! <laughs> so cool. So cool. Uh, okay. So I got. Uh, did I leave you the phone number? I think I did. If not, it's six four six four five zero twenty twelve. Follow me on the Instagram at Funny Jones, please. That would be pretty cool. And if you want to join the Patreon or buy me coffee, feel free to go to weirdafnews.com and you can do those things from there. All right, I appreciate your time again. Have a great day. See you tomorrow, my friends.